Hi everyone, this is cmtopdog.com, the AMA for the 22nd of September. I'm joined here with PJ, Patrick, Goral and Jimmy from the server. If you like things all to do with crypto, pre-sales, even cannabis, check out this project. Patrick Goral with a very impressive resume. Enjoy. We'll have seen Jimmy in the server before. People may be unsure who PJ is, so just to sort of introduce everyone, so me and Jimmy have known each other for a very, very long time. And obviously, I ran the server in my own way, but Jimmy came forward suggesting we can build relationships, networking. A lot of the people that are now in the server that you see here regularly are all Jimmy's doing. And I'm very, very thankful to what Jimmy's brought into this server in terms of value. And this runs into PJ and, and what crypto monks are doing and what this Trees and Clouds project that PJ is going to talk about kindly for us today. And it's these relationships that have been built that's allowing us these opportunities as we've seen with some of the other pre-sale accesses more recently, that incredible obscure one. But what we have here now with Trees and Clouds, you, you'll see the breakdown and the announcement post. This is a, an early access opportunity, but also you're getting to hear it directly from PJ's mouth. So I would say within this AMA, you'll see a chat log in there. Fire in any questions. I'll make sure we get PJ to answer them, make them as difficult as possible. Um, but yeah, take it away, PJ. I'm not sure if you want to share your screen or anything, or if not, that's fine. But yeah, go for it, mate. Can we actually share our screens in here now? Does that allow us to do it on the stage? Hopefully. If it does, that would be, hopefully. I don't think it does, actually. On stage, you can't share your screen. But what oh. I'll do is I'll share a deck, and I can actually have all of you guys Oh, perfect. Take a look at this, um, because I, I'm a, I'm a visual talker, I guess is the best way to say it. So here, I, can I post it in the AMA questions if that's okay? Yeah, stick it in there, mate. And yeah, just so everyone knows, like PJ is not just a, a crypto guy. You've got a lot of real life oh, yeah. business experience as well, uh, academic as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So let me just introduce myself real quick. Um, my name is Patrick Garrell. Uh, I am an engineer, but I didn't start out in engineering. Um, and I was also, I started out actually pretty early in finance. Um, when I was 19, I became a loan officer, worked my way up to a broker, then became a lender, then a secondary mortgage lender by the time I was 25. I was doing about half a billion a year in secondary mortgage lending um, at a very, very young age. And then 2008 hit, right? And everything <laughs> collapsed and my business stopped. And I had to figure out what I wanted to do, and um, I decided I wanted to start over, uh, but not without watching a lot of Max Kaiser. I remember I was watching Max Kaiser when he was talking about Bitcoin and you know these things that were coming out that I had no idea how any of this stuff was working. Uh, I wasn't very technical, um, but I was paying attention to finance. I still remember where I was when Bear Stern crashed and when uh, Lehman Brothers went down, right? Um, so it had an impact on me, and I just kept thinking, like, there's no way that the financial system is this terrible. But then, you know, after being in it for a couple of years, I realized, yeah, actually it is. It's pretty bad. Um, so, you know, crypto comes along. Um, I start to take up engineering. Um, I start all the way over. I was making tons of money as a, a mortgage lender. And then I started over at a you know less than $20 an hour job. Uh, but I picked up books, taught myself how to program, started working as a junior engineer, then a senior engineer, then a uh, vice president, and then <laughs> all of a sudden I'm CTO of companies now. And uh, I started working for a company in Speaker uh, in Hollywood called Speaker because I'm here in Southern California. 
Uh, and when I came in the speaker, it was about uh, around 2014, like halfway through 2014. Um, I had basically brought speaker up to becoming the largest aggregator of social media data, private aggregator in the world. Uh, we're pretty confident that we were the biggest in the world uh, based on the numbers that we saw from um, the people who got in trouble during the 2016 elections. If you guys remember Cambridge Analytica, um, we were about five times the size of the numbers that we saw them reporting. So I was pulling down uh, basically entire social networks uh, listings daily and going through all of the content on there to basically figure out who the most influential people were, uh, how influential they were and what brands would be the best affinity with those people. And so around 2017 or actually 2016, I got this idea to start mapping out uh, blockchains the same way that I would map out social networks. And it led to me working with pretty much all of the big high frequency trading funds in America. <laughs> so uh, it ended up becoming very, very uh, valuable data. We were able to map out all the social net or all of the Ethereum network, map out where all the tokens were going and start personifying the entire wallet collection across all of Ethereum for different types of activity so that we could measure who the most performant wallets were, what they were buying and when they were buying so that we could front run them uh, basically in, the, in, in memory. So we were doing all of this pre-block, right? So we were doing all of this in the mempool, uh, which is fascinating stuff. Uh, fast forward, now I'm the vice president of engineering. I run Splinterlands, which is technically the largest decentralized application in the world. We have about 500,000 daily active users, 12 million transactions a day. Uh, and just in the last 10 days, we've sold $15 million worth of NFTs. So we're cranking, um, which means, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the space. I've been around the block. I've worked with just about every major financial institution that's in crypto. Uh, I have gone from, you know, desk to desk to desk from high frequency trading firm, uh, flying all the way around Chicago, Manhattan, Boston, Florida, everywhere, basically just teaching this stuff, the quants, right? When crypto can start to affect real world assets, um, then we're gonna start to really see the proliferation of financial markets. You're gonna see the doubling up of assets and equity uh, in the crypto markets, which is gonna be trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in the crypto uh, via derivatives. So this brings me to trees and clouds and why this is such an opportune time, uh, but it has to be very strategic. Um, we're trying to go where banks can't go, all right? Basically, we're trying to find out how we can make uh, relatively safe decisions about where risk is allocated, uh, the same way that a bank would, but trying to do it where banks aren't willing to go, okay? And cannabis is one of those industries because cannabis is a Schedule C drug still on the federal level, but all of the states or most of the states in America have legalized it and actually protect it meaning that they'll give companies licenses to go and grow, to uh, manicure and to sell cannabis to the residents of that state. But, you know, the Fed won't let them transfer this stuff across borders. And uh, they also will not let you, you know, basically raise a public company and raise funds here in America like a traditional business would. So anyways, steps in trees and clouds lending. All right. Uh, trees and clouds is basically creating cryptocurrency loans collateralized by publicly traded cannabis assets. I know in the sheet it says stocks, but really when you think about it, one of the beautiful things about the cannabis market is the fact that it touches all types of assets. You have mortgages, you have factoring loans, you have uh, stocks, equity, 
right? You also have equipment. So this industry still gets loans. There's people out there giving loans to these cannabis companies, but the interest rates that they pay are extremely high. And also, one of the things that you have to be kind of familiar with is we're not selling securities, right? These aren't securities. We're not selling shares of these companies. We're not even indexing what we're giving to people based off the shares of these companies or the assets. We're giving them loans, and these loans pay APRs, right? Annual percentage rates. And one big difference here that you have to understand is unlike securities, um, which are tied to the value and the work of the actual organization, uh, notes are debt, and debt can be sold anywhere in the world. It's not a security. <laughs> so a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, that's why crypto markets are perfect for creating what we would call decentralized debt markets. And that's exactly what Trees and Clouds is. It's cryptocurrency loans collateralized by publicly traded cannabis assets. All right, so think about that. Publicly traded cannabis companies, they struggle to generate liquidity, right? So even though these companies, like we have the one that we're working with here in California, they're the largest grower in California. They have 5.5 million square feet of indoor grow. And they're also a publicly traded company up in Canada because they can't launch a publicly traded company down here in America. The SEC won't let them because the Fed says no. So all of them went to Canada. There's a, almost all of the money for cannabis is up in Canada right now in what they call specialty purpose acquisition corps, right? They're just corporations traded on pink sheet stocks, but they just happen to be making a ton of revenue. And I mean hundreds of millions of dollars every single year that these companies are making, all right? But none of it's here staying down here. All of the investors have to go up to Canada in order to be a part of that. And that's a real problem because these stocks don't have any volume. Hardly anybody wants to trade on Canada stock exchange. It's the pink sheet stocks. You know, these are the types of stocks that you would buy in the back of magazines, right? These are the kinds of things that you would sell for, you know, like you see uh, Aerotine Industries on Wolf of Wall Street, right? But you gotta remember these companies are really profitable. In, uh, during the times of COVID here in California, if you're familiar with what happened, uh, everything had to shut down, like your dentist, everything, right? But uh, all of the dispensaries were allowed to stay open, all right? And they profited. They were the most profitable industry here in California, other than the healthcare industries that were all getting subsidized. So you have to think about these types of things. Recession-proof businesses, I'm pretty sure cannabis would check the box on that, right? So think about this. Okay, we're not, we're not trying to make loans to dispensaries at all. These are publicly traded companies. These are very, very big companies, right? So what we're trying to do is we're trying to give them access to liquidity, right? We offer the investors of these companies a way to use their assets as collateral to gain access to funding via decentralized networks, all right? This means that we're going to use decentralized networks to raise capital to make loans for these publicly traded companies and their investors. And you're probably thinking like, okay, that's an interesting spin there. I see what you're doing now. These guys are going to pay a yield on the money that they borrow from you, which is absolutely correct. And they're paying us a yield on stable coins. And these yields are incredibly high for stable coins. All right. So let's talk about this. We love yields. DeFi loves yields. We call it the DeFi special. So decentral uh, sorry, decentralized finance loves lending. With the amount of collateral we have in the DeFi space, it's about 40 billion. Um, the amount of collateral locked in cannabis companies in Canada is about 40 billion. They're relatively the same size markets, right? These markets are 
both competing with separate issues that solve each other's problems. There's not many DeFi lenders right now. There's a couple out there that are doing real world assets, right? And this is gonna become commonplace here pretty soon uh, with the proliferation of GTE, which is globalized tokenomics exchanges, right? Um, but you gotta think about this. Who's gonna touch cannabis? Nobody, because <laughs> nobody's thinking about this, all right? This is an opportunity to get into a vertical that has a ton of cash, can pay extremely high APRs, that are dying to get liquidity from anywhere in the world. And that's exactly what crypto is. It, it is the perfect use case. Think about this. Mexico just went legal. Africa is about to legalize uh, the, the growth of cannabis. And so is China. China's going to try to compete with America on growing cannabis. I bet nobody really knows that, right? How are they going to raise money? You know, I actually had someone from Mexico call me and say, look, we want to raise capital. We're afraid that the cartels are going to basically take all the licenses that we create down here. How do we protect the actual farmers that have these farms that don't want to get overrun? And the answer is just make it decentralized. Let the rest of the world participate in the funding of these companies. This is all agriculture, right? So let's continue on. What's the benefit for that? Why? Why do they want this? Well, it's pretty straightforward. Actually, there's a lot of benefits. They get automatic leverage for any of the equities that they hold. That's not available right now. They don't have that. If you have a Charles Schwab account and you have a million dollars worth of Tesla, you can actually borrow half a million dollars against your $1 million and you're gonna pay a 1% interest rate. It's called the pledged asset line of credit, right? They don't have that. The Canadian Stock Exchange doesn't offer that. Nobody offers that to cannabis companies. They don't have that. So by just creating that alone, you're gonna create a secondary market. Access to liquidity for companies and their shareholders. All right, so uh, what does that mean? Well, if I put in $50 million five years ago into a company and I was thinking cannabis was gonna be legalized here in America, I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I can't liquidate my stock. I can't borrow against my stock. All I can do is hold and pray to God that they don't, you know, nothing happens because America is so slow moving when it comes to this topic and let us go public on public markets. That's gonna take years for them to do. It's gonna take at least two years, let's say, right? That's more than enough time for us to come in and basically skirt the entire market. They wouldn't even need to go public if they had this, all right? It provides alternative markets to participate in funding. When you're trading on the CSX, that's it. You may trade on another exchange like NEO or TSX, right? But you're, you're in the Canadian stock exchange. You're in the Canadian market. There's not a lot going on there, all right? In fact, most of these companies that are doing hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue are uh, trading maybe 100,000 shares a day. Go find me a crypto coin that's not in the top 200 that doesn't do 10 times that amount. <laughs> you can't. Crypto is just so liquid. It's so fluid that you have this volume just based on the market size, right? Well, they don't have that. There, nothing trades there. So if you sell 10,000 shares of a company, it's gonna have an impact. There's, there's not a lot of participation because of how the markets are structured. They're cut off from everything else. So now you give them a whole other market to participate in. Also, you generate secondary markets for discovery, price discovery, meaning that even though your assets are maybe sold one day on exchange, the debt that you have that exists out in the world may help you recover. 
right? Because people may say that your, your, your company is actually undervalued compared to the debt that you've been paying on. And then all of a sudden it becomes a pro benefit to the, the value of your actual shares, right? It also means that because you have access to this liquidity, people are gonna have probably more faith in your ability to make sound financial decisions because now you have more tools in your chest. One of my favorite things about this is it gives you 100% anonymous fundings for borrowers. So you as a giant cannabis stockholder don't necessarily have to disclose who you are, but we need to lock your stocks into a pledged asset line account. And then at that point, if you don't pay us, we just liquidate your assets to the account, right? This is what they call a pledged asset line of credit if you're dealing with equities. Same thing goes for real estate though, right? Yes, you hold the deed. If you're a lender against the property, you hold the deed of the property. And if they fail to make payments, you can basically evict them from the property. You're gonna foreclose on them. Here's a fun little fact about cannabis companies that are publicly traded. Um, they're not allowed to go bankrupt here in America. So they have to settle with their lenders. <laughs> so that also gives you some added protection there. Yeah, that they're is, not allowed to go bankrupt. That is for sure. One of the, it's almost baffling, isn't it? It's, it that's yeah. a great bit of alpha that. Yeah, a lot of people, you really got to pay attention to how this works to know where the silver linings are, right? So let me explain how this works real quick. Uh, I'll, I'll give you just kind of a rundown in four steps, okay? A borrower comes to Trees and Clouds and they create what's called the pledged asset line of credit. They're gonna pledge their assets to us and basically allow us to determine the value of those assets. And then we're gonna give them basically a drawdown, how much they're allowed to draw down against the assets that they're pledging, right? And um, we mint a note that's actually an NFT that looks just, it just looks cool, but there's only one of them. And it's basically the contract. <laughs> We put all of the details of the contract on the NFT uh, and uh, we point it to a version of the contract on IPFS that doesn't have the borrower's name, but it has everything about the loan and everything about the assets that locks them you know, legally with Trees and Clouds, the lender. All right. Once we have that, it basically allows us to go ahead and start minting bonds, right? We're using a uh, fork of OM3 bonding to do this. But basically we issue a bond to the liquidity providers and then the USDC, we don't take ETH, we only take stable coins because we're also lending out in stable coins. Uh, but those stable coins from the bonds are basically turned into loans that TNC goes and collects payments from the borrowers. And I realized I, I have a, a typo on here. It says Colette's, but it should say Colex on, on that last slide, <laughs> but it's okay, not a problem. I put this together right before I came in here, so don't judge, please. It's been a busy day. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, so let me tell you about these loans that we're making for these guys, okay, and why this is so unique and why it's so interesting. Um, the terms of these loans are going to be between 1 to 12 months. They're allowed to borrow up to 100% of the collateralized value. Um, if you're familiar with how mortgages work, we can do fixed and variable interest rates, just like any other uh, traditional financial loan. And then our interest rates go from 9% to 33%, which is phenomenal. And then finally, they have the option to make amortized or interest only payments. Either you're gonna pay principal and interest, or you're just gonna pay interest and then pay it all back as a lump sum, all the principal at the end of the loan. So these are very, very flexible loan products, right? It's very, very traditional. Uh, and when these guys see these at the cannabis companies, it gives them all kinds of uh, easy ways to work with what they're doing. So let me tell you about our current rates and what we're trying to do. So we have an opportunity to work with the largest grower here in my home state, California. 
and I mean they are the largest. Uh, they are the largest grower in California, and California is the largest market in the world. So technically, these are the largest growers in the world right now. A five and a half million square feet facility that they just purchased, uh, I think, end of last year, uh, here in California, up by Santa Barbara. So it's in beautiful Santa Barbara, <laughs> uh, Central California area, um, which we call the Bread Bowl of America. But uh, yeah, they are a publicly traded company up in Canada. I'm not going to disclose their name just yet, but I'll tell you a little bit more about them. Uh, the facility that they bought is worth about $300 million, and currently they owe about $90 million on it. And what they're looking for is a capital partner to come in and replace all of their existing lenders with just a single party that they can work with without all of the encumbrances of having to go through 15 different people to get capital. All right, that's the big thing here. Another thing you have to realize is that these companies, they operate on all of their profit. They don't have access to credit, right? So any credit that they do get, they're willing to pay extremely high interest rates because it offsets the extremely high taxes that they have. These guys are already paying 50% tax on the product, right? So they can offset that without having to spend capital as long as they can borrow. They're fine paying extremely high interest rates. And I mean very high interest rates, all right? Uh, and in doing so, they're gonna get access to capital. They're gonna be able to write that off at the end of the year and it's not gonna cost them so much. In fact, it's gonna be a net benefit for them, okay? So here's the deal. They're looking for a five-year loan where we're allowed to come in. Trees and Clouds is allowed to come in with $250,000 tranches and just start replacing their lenders one by one. $250,000 at a time based on how fast we can raise it. And what they're basically giving us on the back end is pretty impressive. It's a flat rate of 10% and then a compounding rate of 12.5% on the back, a pick basically a principal and interest kicker. Um, and it's an interest only loan, but this is gonna help us scale because what we're gonna do is basically just continually compound the interest payments that we get in. So Jimmy, I'm sorry, did I uh, interrupt you there? I, I saw you were about to say something. No, no, sorry, mate, just clear my okay. throat. Early morning, getting ready to uh, jump in in a minute, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so this deal by itself is an extremely valuable deal like you don't find deals like this on the street but we're using this to kick off a real world assets decentralized debt market and the reason being is because this again is something that banks cannot touch we can actually go and make a market that doesn't exist with companies that are extremely profitable that a bank will not touch and you have to understand that this is how people the middle class used to actually make uh, a savings account right uh, banks used to go make savings and loans and then you know, you would put your money in a savings account and the bank would make a loan against it and you would collect some of that money back from the bank, right? Well, now you still do, it's just 0.04% savings, right? And I think between all of us here, we understand that crypto solves a lot of these lending problems and it solves a lot of these big issues that we have in the current uh, derivatives markets too. So I'm just gonna go a little bit further here and give you an idea of what's happening uh, in these markets. Um, I don't know if we're going to talk about the specific race just yet, but I, I wanted to say this real quick. Um, this is much bigger than just what you see here, right? This is where we start because this is something that we can own. We can own this landscape. Nobody's going to go after cannabis the same way that we are. Nobody's got this idea. Nobody has the connections that we have. I mean, this is the biggest grower in the world and they've agreed to do this with us, right? 
they, they've agreed to let us come in as a capital partner. All right, that's the thing that nobody has. That's what makes this deal so special. But on top of that, uh, we're also building something that's much larger. And when I mean much larger, the broader market doesn't stop with cannabis. The broader market goes all the way into uh, full derivatives markets, okay? This is where, you know, yes, cannabis, we can own that market. We can go after the Canadian stock market, get 10% of it under trees and clouds. Trees and clouds becomes the biggest holder of cannabis equities on earth because of it, right? Beyond that though, you can use the same methods and the same techniques to create a decentralized debt market fueled off of the principal and interest that just comes from this market that will allow you to create all kinds of debt instruments for mortgages, for insurance, for derivatives, notes. It's the Kickstarter or the primer for a real derivatives market, a real debt market, a global debt market. And the big difference between a global debt market in crypto and a global debt market that exists today is the fact that it's stateful, meaning that we can see how deep the market is. We can see how exposed everybody is in real time. And that's the difference from when I started doing mortgages. Nobody knew how exposed anybody was. Nobody knew how deep AIG had gone in the hole stamping insurance notes on derivatives. But now we can. We can see in real time just how deep the market is. So that's one of the things that's very exciting about this. It's not the fact that, yes, we have an opportunity and we can own a market right? We get that. But it's what do we do from there? What's the big vision, right? It doesn't stop there. So anyhow, let me pump back here. Uh, do we want to talk about the raise real quick? Or Jimmy, did you want to step in real quick? Is there anything else you wanted to mention? Um, no, you've, uh, you've covered it really well. Um, so uh, what, what PJ is referring to is, um, so trees and clouds essentially uh, represents the proof of concept for the decentralized debt market and obviously starting um, with the, the best opportunity. So the uh, the best companies, best cash flows, uh, best managed that are used to uh, paying high um, uh, high APR on the, the, the minimum amount of debt products that they can, um, they can access. And the, um, the, the benefit to them to, to scale up their debt uh, is that it actually helps re reduce the tax, as PJ said, um, because uh, debt um, interest repayments are uh, uh, are an expense. So that reduces it's something called the tax shield of debt that reduces their uh, tax liability. So by providing this sort of uh, service, um, we're actually uh, helping them to increase the, the value of their company um, on a technical sense, but also um, by them being able to uh, grow more quickly. So the collateral that we that we hold of theirs actually goes up in value fairly significantly just by them um, being able to have access to to what we to what we're offering. But that then scales down, and there are many many different debt products that are around there. Um, obviously, mortgages is one that is uh, that is that is massive and, and well known. Um, it, it's the same uh, the same underlying uh, structure that is being built for trees and clouds uh, that will then be able to be used uh, throughout all types of debt markets. So there's trillions of dollars of opportunity. And that's not just um, that's not just uh, crypto. So crypto essentially is the tool that's used to keep this uh, transparent 
and uh, also to um, uh, allow for uh, the tokenization of the the profit of uh, of the treasury. Um, but this is something that uh, it's not raise uh, or have contributions in, in crypto uh, to lend into the real world. And it's uh, a one-way thing. There's actually uh, already the interest uh, going the other way as well. So uh, fiat. So uh, fiat being onboarded onto our transparent uh, platform or the trees and clouds transparent platform. Um, and that'll scale into all other industries. So it's a very big yeah, opportunity. But yeah, PJ, maybe um, touch on the, T t touch on the, the raise and uh, I'll jump yep. in on that as well if you want. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're doing is we're trying to raise $550,000 to kickstart uh, the decentralized debt market. Basically, it's going to go out in two tranches. Uh, both tranches are exactly the same. There's no preference on either tranche, right? Uh, but basically, uh, this is it. Like, this is the friends, family, and founders raise right here, and that's it. We're not doing it again. We're not launching another round. We basically go directly into the DAO offering after that. Uh, and like I said, we're looking to raise $550,000. Um, in there, what we're going to give uh, people who are working with us as initial capital providers, you're going to get a 3x multiplier on your bonds. Basically, when we go to launch to DAO, you're going to get for every dollar that you're lending, you're going to get a 3x multiplier on the number of bonds that you get back. Uh, we are asking for a two-year lock. But the reason that we're asking for a two-year lock is because we're going to compound the interest and automatically rebase all of the uh, positions that we have. Okay, so that means that you're going to be locked for two years. Yes, you still have access to transfer your bonds around, but uh, we're going to lock everything up for two years. All right, and the reason, like I said, is to compound. Um, we're going to build this market compounding at these interest rates. Uh, I don't want to get into too much of it because it starts to get to numbers that it just, you know, you can work it out yourself, <laughs> but um, we're scaling out to $100 million at $250,000 a pop after this, right? So that $550,000, 50,000 of that is going to be used for growth and scaling and marketing. And then the other 500,000 is going to be used to make the initial loan product, right? Uh, it's going to go out in $250,000 tranches. As soon as we raise the first 275,000, 250 of it goes directly out to the borrower. And then we work on closing the next 275000 And then by that time, we'll have $50,000 uh, left for growth and marketing uh, and development, which we've actually got most of the development. As you can see, a lot of our marketing is already done, <laughs> at least the branding. But uh, yeah, it's really just for growth. Um, so that's part of the deal of what we're offering right now. Um, and if you go to our website, treasonclouds.com, which I think there's a link uh, somewhere around here, um, You'll actually see the pre-sale page is linked up in the top right-hand corner. You'll be able to get to it from there. Uh, what we're asking is that people uh, post at least a $1,000 minimum. Um, we're trying to keep the numbers nice and round. Uh, but um, I will say that uh, we're, like I said, just raising the initial 250000 to get the whole process kick-started. I'll just um, jump in there, PJ. So um, actually, so with the CM Top Dog community, um, obviously being um, uh, fundamentally linked to the, the big dog uh, capital um, uh, team and community, uh, both founded by CM, obviously, um, the, the minimum uh, for the link for this community is actually um, lower than the, um, the link for, uh, for other communities. So it's actually a $500 minimum for our community just because we want as many people to be involved, especially in this round, as possible. Um, this will be the the the, um, the, the best multiplier, which um, 
having worked uh, very heavily on uh, tokenomics um, uh, is a, a very generous offering. <laughs> um, we, we uh, us working on the tokenomics um, pushed for uh, a lower multiple just because we understand the uh, the growth uh, potential um, yeah, in the token um, based on our, our forecasts and uh, some some detail of that is available in the pre-sale page. So if you have a read through, it should give a bit of an idea. Um, I will just also touch on again um, that, or sorry, touch on that this is, um, so th this this raise is um, somewhat unique. So a lot of the, a lot of you have, uh, uh, have come along with the opportunities that um, Big Dog Cap, so um, CM has, uh, and myself have bought to the group um, where a lot of the funds go into the development of the product this one the product has been developed so that the founders have um have put in the uh the funds to to develop the the product which is very uh, very close to ready to launch so this is actually um the majority of the funds for this uh, are going towards the actual um debt product that is being offered out which I'm not sure if PJ touched on the, the scale of it, but um, we, we have a, a few deals, or Trees and Clouds has a few deals on the table um, that are to about 110 million dollars. So it's actually, even more now. Yeah, as of this morning, it's even yeah. higher. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, we've got about 160 million dollars worth of interest yeah. in equity. But right. In equity and real estate. I've some debt. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll take some of that. Right. Um, yeah. But to be honest. Um, yeah, he's he's absolutely right. Um, we have not not just a little bit of interest, but the biggest names in the game looking at us. Right? Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm friends with the CEOs of a lot of these companies. Um, I'm not going to drop names again. Uh, it's not hard to look, though. Uh, these are companies, you know, unlike crypto companies, <laughs> these guys are actually making hundreds of millions of dollars every year. All right. Uh, so this is the current deal. I think uh, CM just posted it. Uh, just based on the $500,000 over five years, um, we compound all the way to $721,000 uh, just based off the current loan details. All right, that's if we just stayed at $550,000. Or that's just with this first raise at $550,000. Uh, this is compounding with the current deal, but this isn't compounding interest on top of what we're making. So uh, where it says annual interest, there's $313,604 over on the uh, third to the right column from what he just posted in the TNC AMA questions. Um, this would be slide number 11. We would be compounding $50,000 the first year, which comes out to 52 grand. You got to remember that this is all compounding interest. This is like the eighth wonder <laughs> of the world, right? Uh, it is yeah. not like your traditional deals. And on top of that, you're getting the growth multiplier. So you have the Dow, which is earning interest compounding. And then uh, also the scalability of, of how our debt market works. Sorry, Jimmy, we're, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I was just going to say, now, now do 160 mil <laughs> and tell them the, uh, the numbers there. So it, it becomes uh, astronomical. Obviously, um, um, compounding interest is, uh, uh, I think, what the what is it, the ninth wonder of the world? So um, as basically there's a productive use for a hell of a lot of capital, which obviously will be raised from uh, crypto. Um, but uh, also, as I said, um, there is real world where we're setting up facilities to, to be able to onboard uh, like fiat as well. Like people want to 
um, people want to be involved on uh, both sides of the fence because they do understand what this is. Um, and I might just touch on uh, the, the the value accrual. So the, the value uh, from this uh, accrues into the, the native token, which is essentially what you're bonding um, uh, bonding uh, funds for. Um, the, the joys of crypto is the ability to um, gamify um, things. So while the uh, underlying fundamental value uh, is baked into the, the token itself, uh, the, the structure does allow for speculation on um, what the value of uh, the, that, that token or the, the future value of that token will be. So the treasury value will grow um, exponentially, as PJ mentioned. Um, the, the token itself um, can then grow at a faster rate than that uh, based on people's expectations of um, the future value of the, uh, the protocol that people anticipate. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you want to talk about the Sorry lock again? real quick? Yeah, we got a question about sounds yeah. promising. Just wanted to clarify. All yeah. our dollar investments is locked completely for two years. Yeah, I, I can touch on that. That 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 is correct. But I, I would highlight to people many of the existing presales that come in, you will see these vested and cliff uh, that's added into these presales. And this one two year locks is very common in, in most presales, but particularly in this case that, that is that is correct. But it's the it's absolutely the, the compounding side of it that if you can rack your your mathematical brain around behind that, it's it, it can be very worthwhile, and it's probably the play you would want to do anyway, uh, regardless of whether it's actually has to happen or not. Yeah, yeah, that that's that that's uh, correct. So the, the optimal play is um, to participate in the the rebase, which is essentially a distribution of uh, of treasury treasury uh, profits uh, in the form of uh, like additional tokens to um, to state. Um, uh, the, the the token itself is called token. There's a bit of a memeage um, going on there, um, but yeah. So the 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 value accrual. Uh, so the rebase provides the benefit in the form of token. But just uh, touching on that as well. Um, so while the lock is is long, um, there is a, a third party that uh, we're working with that will be launching a uh, a secondary market for uh, bonds. Uh, so there is, um, it is likely that there will be a secondary market for uh, for bonds um, well within that, that two years. I think it might have been touched on in the post uh, that CM dropped. So it is an unusual one. Sorry, yeah, go again. Yeah. I said, you should be able to have access to liquidity, meaning you can take those bonds and there's a secondary market that you could offload them to to get your liquidity back. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. one thing I want to add as well is I, I've read up in so many collateralized de DeFi protocols and they, they, they've promised the world and a lot of them have been very, very well connected. They're saying we, we can connect with this. A lot of you remember DMM governance token ended up collapsing because they were going to collateralize ownership of planes and, and vehicles and real estate and things like mm -hmm. that what trees and clouds is doing here is they're not saying we, we can do this it's effectively a, a we will they, they are already connected with some of the biggest players in the space and when the dom when the first domino falls on things like that you, you're you're talking about serious serious capital coming into this yeah i just um even touching oh sorry go peter yeah 
I just want to say too, from uh, the perspective of is this legal too, is absolutely, I'm working with people in the government from government agencies who are helping me try to figure out how to craft this in the most logical sense. So I know I'll get that question because people always think that we're trying to work with the payments of cannabis it has nothing to do with that. This is strictly making loans against assets. They just happen to be cannabis companies because banks will not touch them, right? So that's the difference. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on that, DMM. It's funny you brought them up, uh, Sam. Um, so the, the issue with them, I believe, um, PJ, you and I actually were, were reading through. Uh, be because we have friends <laughs> in certain agencies helping us do this, they were able to pull all the records yeah. on what happened there. Yes. So there was uh, there was actually um, some fraud that happened there. Um, but the I'll just mention, touch on that, like but being being heavily involved um, and having been or become more heavily involved than I'd originally planned um, and, and listening in and having detailed discussions. So tr transparency um, of the transactions is a big part of the, the, the protocol process, which means that, um, you know, the, the best uh, efforts are made to make sure that even once funds are uh, utilised um, in the real world, that uh, that's still tracked uh, on the blockchain. So the uh, the, the treasury um, uh, it can still um, accurately represent the debt and what's going on in the real world, whereas uh, DMM will kind of uh, raise a bunch of funds, um, take them off the uh, blockchain, and then um, uh, invest in very commas. Oh, sorry, um, yeah, uh, in, uh, in in yield bearing assets that are owned that were owned by them, um, and the yield bearing assets for some of the choices were. I think it was cars, planes, things like that. Um, but they were used just for the people that, uh, that raised the capital. So this is a completely different proposition. Uh, like transparency of, uh, of the operations uh, has been a big part of, uh, of the discussion. And um, uh, it's, it's not investing in, in assets. Uh, it is a, a debt market that, uh, uh, that existing um, very large uh, companies can, can tap into. And are very interested in, in participating in so yeah so basically as much as we can raise at the moment will be utilized in these deals that are on the table and it's just the beginning like this um like debt markets are, are huge i think there might be some details on the pre-sale page of the potential size of this um and yeah. this is like literally the first 500k to go towards that so um yeah you, you guys have got a great opportunity um i wanted to say real quick too um it's a strategy Right. It's a strategy where we can go and find competitive APR, compete in DeFi world. Like these APRs are things that you would normally only see in DeFi, right? And they don't exist in DeFi anymore. In fact, most, if you go look on Aave right now, what stablecoin APRs are, it's like 3%. So even if we came in at 8% with bonds at 8%, we would still be able to outpace the rest of the stablecoin market where we are right now because of this. And these are legit companies these companies already operate this they're operating at massive levels on the state on the state side the states protect them because they have such high tax revenues right i mean look at colorado as a shining example of that now, california is too all right so they're not going anywhere we know this it's just a matter of time we have an opportunity to carve a path out that says hey don't sell shares of your company anymore retain the shares of your company don't sell anymore just borrow from us and you won't have to do that anymore. You don't even have to go public anymore. There's no purpose in spending millions of dollars to go public. 
when you can just raise the value of your market naturally from a decentralized market, that changes everything. It changes the absolute way that these markets will work. And nobody is doing that. And this is the only way that we could do it. All right, you have to be able to compete on both ends. We're competing with the scale of money that we can bring to the table by going to a decentralized market, hundreds, if not billions of dollars, with extremely high APRs that could be made by companies where it actually is a benefit to them to have very competitive APRs. The higher the APR, the more write-off they get, right? So they'll, pick, they'll make those APRs as high as they can just to compete for the capital. All right, so anyways, um, I don't wanna harp on it too much, but uh, all of this is being built on Ethereum, EVM compatible chains for the most part, um, but we're using an ERC pledged asset agreement that I wrote a long time ago. It's actually an ERC 1155 uh, multi-token standard, which means it has ERC 721, ERC 777, ERC 1600 and ERC20, uh, basically all capable of coming out of that contract, which means we have a lot of flexibility in the types of products that we can create out of these contracts. And so I think you'll see that when it comes down to it, debt is just paper. The paper all looks the same. So for every type of debt instrument out there, it's all gonna be very similar to one another and it's all gonna have different structures, but for the most part, it's very achievable it doesn't take a whole lot to get this started. Like I said, we're able to start with $250,000 and scale ourselves up to 100 million just with one company. So, you know, I'd urge you guys to really think about how real savings works, real capital works. This is a great opportunity. Um, you know, again, I really, really appreciate the time you guys allowing us to come in here. Do you guys have any questions? Is there any questions that I can ask now? I think we've covered just about everything. <laughs> Unless, Jimmy, is there anything else that you want to touch on or CM? Um, I was gonna, I was, I was gonna float across to you. I was just trying to scroll through, see if there are any questions, or if anyone wants to put their hand up, jump in. But uh, just while we wait for that, um, did you want to uh, touch on the co-founders, PJ? Sorry, what was that? That last bit. My thing. Did, did, did you want to uh, touch on um, your the co-founders in Prison Cloud? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, let me tell you real quick about who's helping me. Um, uh, I don't know uh, if you guys are film buffs <laughs> um, uh, through just networking and being a part of all of this. Um, uh, I ran into a guy that was listening to me really early on uh, pitch trees and clouds uh, as an idea and just as a brand um, back in Hollywood. And um, he called me one day. He's like, yo, I, I listened to your speech. You know, I really love what you're doing. I want to help you and I want to introduce you to some big players in the game. And I said, cool, let's do it. And then his name was Eric. Uh, Eric, uh, I found later out to be Darren Aronofsky's uh, producer. He's a film producer, big time film producer. If you've ever seen the movie Requiem for a Dream, that was him. If you've ever seen the movie Pie, which is like one of my favorite movies, it's old school, like 1991, I think, or 1990, a black and white film about a high frequency trader who, <laughs> it just goes nuts. Uh, over the letter or over pi the number right so um, anyways uh, so he had made all of these films um, and you know all of a sudden was interested in what I was doing and connected me with tons of people in the cannabis space and that's where I really very you know valid validated the fact that this was a viable market right so um, Eric has been helping me and he's helping the crew over at trees and clouds um, on the side of the cannabis, basically being the connector and helping us connect with large brands. The other one is Tommy, who uh, used to run 
the funds for a lot of large institutions here in California, I will just say. Um, and Tommy has been really instrumental in this initial deal that we have up front. Um, uh, basically, he's brought, and I know he's, I, I don't want to dox him too hard, but uh, <laughs> he is a professional. Uh, he has basically been working with these companies at the capacity of helping them raise hundreds of millions of dollars and uh, is personal friends with pretty much all of the CEOs of all the publicly traded companies in cannabis and basically validated all of the interest again one more time for us. Uh, and what we've done is uh, we've gone to basically the round table for all of these publicly traded companies and listened to their CFOs. And that's how this product was created. That's how the interest rates were created. That's how we litmus tested everything. Um, so we know what we're capable of. We know what people are willing to pay. Um, and the team that we have is a phenomenal team of professionals. Uh, we also have a bunch of community members who have stepped up to help us build this as well. So uh, Jimmy and I met <laughs> through uh, just networking. And as Jimmy said, he's been very uh, involved as of lately, uh, helping us uh, really just kind of go through and figure out a lot of the things that, um, you know, would make this a, a basically a product, right? Helping us productize this. Um, and then also a couple members from the community, LC, who was also instrumental in all of our smart contract development. Um, and then we have just a bunch of members from Monks as well, who have been extremely helpful and instrumental, helping us with marketing, helping us with growth. So just looking forward to it. We have an absolutely uh, amazing team. <laughs> so. And it's growing, um, you know, and we're not like, again, we're a very, very uh, um, meager operation. It doesn't cost us a lot of money to be in business, right? Uh, we're just straight in the business of making loans. So yeah, it, it's yeah. a phenomenal opportunity. It's a very cost-effective opportunity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, it's, uh, it resonated with me. So uh, it started out as discussions, but um, uh, my, my uh, real world activities are very quickly um, uh, understood uh, what it was and how this was uh, the, the entry into a, a much bigger um, uh, opportunity uh, longer term, term uh, which actually, can we, uh, let me, I guess, just mention on that. So uh, after uh, Trees and Clouds um, uh, reaches a, a critical uh, mass, there is a, a second protocol. Um, we've designed the, um, the treasury and the tokenomics in a way that Trees and Clouds uh, token, so uh, TOKN, uh, will um, uh, benefit from uh, that opportunity and any, any other sister opportunities. So w what's paying off it at the moment, and this is kind of um, our discussion of where I was sort of advocating for uh, even a lower sort of uh, multiple, uh, is because the future growth of all of the debt instruments and markets is actually being baked back into um, this uh, the trees and crowd, clouds protocol. So this is like the first part that uh, that accrues all the the or not all the future value, but you know a significant amount of future value, and also gets um, access to the other opportunities at the uh, at the the earliest stage. So with the the highest uh, available multiple. So um, that's why I've uh, sort of pushed for this um, AMA with PJ early. Um, there's uh, there's still um, like work to be done uh, as far as on. Uh, information and um but the, uh, the the protocol itself is is close to ready to launch and we've put out i think it's 30 to 60 days um, which is 
uh, plenty of time for us to get the uh, the protocol itself live because it is yeah it is mostly built. So and hopefully and you guys. No, I was say Sorry. what you're talking about the scale of the markets right now, uh, where we are currently with derivative markets and debt markets, is 119 trillion dollars in bonds, 180 trillion dollars in commodities, one quadrillion dollars in derivatives. $5.8 trillion in insurances, $10.5 trillion in mortgages, $32.6 trillion in real estate, and $95 trillion in equity. And all of that is going to go on chain. Yeah, and I mean, my sort of crypto head input and all of that will be that there's, that there's things that it will not it will not matter what happens economically or in the world. There's, there's things that will always survive, and that will be energy, food, pharmacy entertainment protocols which we know some in crypto already and cannabis these are the types of markets that whatever happens will survive and grow it's just it's just the case yeah i really yeah, definitely. appreciate um, it there's there's actually a couple of questions uh floating in in the chat now so i don't know if pj if you want to um, read through those um uh, and just while you have a look to answer um I, if, if it's all right we've just ticked on seven but i think it'd be good if we yeah um approach any and every question that's um yeah absolutely that comes up but one, one thing i will say as well just while you're you're having it with those pj um so the 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 community uh the development of this it's very open so there's a, a daily scrum call which is basically a catch-up call with the members of the team um within the server that's actually done um in the in the public chats so anyone is free to listen in um anyone's um you know free to help as well um if uh, if there's something you feel that you can add but you can you can hear what we're discussing you can hear where everything's at um and uh it's a very open uh development process just like uh, the transparency that i was talking about that we've worked really hard for to to make sure that uh what's going on both on chain and uh, and off chain is accurately represented uh, in a transparent way, um, on chain. I'll throw back to you, PJ, with these to answer those questions if you like. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> so, is the contract audited? So, believe it or not, for the DAO, uh, we're using a fork of a very well and very, <laughs> I would say, very audited protocol. Um, yes, it's uh, it. It already has gone through billions of dollars of. Uh, procedure so we're not having to write too much of our own stuff other than the fact that the pledged asset line itself is really just a, a very basic nft contract on an erc 1155 um, and the only ones that can actually create those are us we're the signing wallet we don't allow anybody to create those it's just us and it's a representation of the amount of money that is owed that's how we keep track of how much we've lent out to different borrowers so there's not a whole lot that they can do with those. It just sits there as a static object in our treasury and is a representation of value. So believe it or not, there's not a whole lot that needs to happen on the actual ERC-1155 contract. It's very, very minimal. And even if it were to have something happen to it, it's just a representation of value. Um, let's see what else. So, so basically your money has already been lent out. So if someone were to steal it, there's no money tied to it. Uh, it's just a representation. Secondly, is there some lower level that might drive up the price value of TNC token? The inflation is in sync with loans, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, these are, uh, first off, um, I don't know if you saw the interest rates. I, I don't know if I touched on it uh, too much, 
with this with this particular deal initially, um, and I think this one goes all the way up to I think it's uh, fifteen million. The structure of the loan looks like this: it's ten percent interest per year. That's paid. It's just a straight ten percent interest. All right, it's interest only. Plus, the first two years, we get a twelve percent pick, which is compounding. It's principal and interest. The next two years, which would be year three and four, we have a twelve and a half percent pick, compounding. And then on the fifth year, we have a fifteen percent pick, compounding. That's a hundred, or what does that come out to? Seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars profit off a $500,000 initial loan. And mind you, their loan to value ratios are, are like extremely low. They're like 50% or lower always uh, because of the way that they're currently structured. So uh, you're you're way over inflated rates at that point. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're compounding at like 22.5% right now, which if you are in finance and understand that, it's like ridiculous. Um, okay, sorry if answered, but may new concepts will need to listen again to understand everything. But do we benefit in any way from the potential increase in our borrower's valuation? Yes, more security. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's going to happen that... is... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, and um, then uh, they can then uh, lever that uh, further as well. So there's potential opportunity there. But um, sorry, PJ, jump back in. Oh yeah, it just means that uh, in case something happens, the you know it's much easier to recover value. These are loans, all right. These aren't trades. We're not, you know, these aren't like range orders or anything like that. These are straight up loans. If they don't pay us, we have to collect, all right. So uh, what happens is just like any legal process. If they don't pay on their real estate, we kick them out, right? That's the benefit to the lender. Um, and it's not that it's predatory. It's just that's how mortgages are done. It's what a mortgage is. It's a it's a, it's a death loan, right? Uh, um, so, you know, all of these types of instruments are going to be on chain. We know this is coming because we know what it offers. It offers transparency to debt market, right? And and we need that. Okay, it means uh, debt markets can trade freely and not have to worry, right? So. And plus, some of the institutions I work with are already looking to do this. By the way, when he's talking about bigger opportunities, uh, there's a multi-billion dollar mortgage company that I'm working with right now that's trying to figure out how to do mortgages on chain. And this would basically be the answer to that, right? So um, we know it's going to happen, guys. We know that real world assets are going to exist. Crypto is going to bring value to uh, to the real world, to real world assets, right? Uh, and oh, yeah. sorry, just... Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, sorry, PJ. No, no, you finish that thought. And then I just want to circle back to Michael's question. Yeah, 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 for sure. So do we benefit from that? Uh, absolutely. It just means the market gets stronger. And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, right? They're going to start putting out press releases about this. And people are going to be like, holy cow, this is holy. Like, it's going to click in people's heads. They're going to go through the whole process of, wow, if you can do it with cannabis, you can basically do it for anything. They're going to see all of a sudden, oh, wow. Okay, there's actually like a real thing here. This is how this is going to work. These guys figured it out. Oh, what's the end game to the protocol? Try to be the interface. Uh, Anaglyph is really, it's if you look at Anaglyph glasses, if you look it up, uh, if you ever went to uh, Disneyland and watched the Michael Jackson ride <laughs> right back in the day, probably not a good analogy. You wear those red and blue glasses that make everything pop out in three dimensions, right? That's called the Anaglyph lens. 
Um, and what it does, it takes two dimensions, merges them together to create a third dimension. It's, you know, basically not real, right? It's a, it's a synthetic three, third dimension, right? Uh, so that's what Anaglyph is. And that's why we call it the Anaglyph Bridge, because we're going between real world assets and crypto assets to create this basic like, interstitial layer. Can I, uh, can yeah. I touch and, um, on the seedling round quick? Um, just to, so the seedling round, you get a 3x kicker on that. So $500 minimum, effectively $1,500. You're getting a 10% on that. So it's in real term, it's actually at a 30% yield. Is that correct? Uh, no, um, we're not. We're not. We're not paying back anything on the actual uh, loans back directly on these. We're asking people to lock it up for two years because the yields that we get, uh, the APRs, are being paid back in interest to the Dow compounding. So we'll be compounding yeah. those. So, and uh, the, and the, oh, sorry. And no, you're right. And, and uh, so that that benefit is um, is paid. That that actually ties back to to the question I wanted to um, circle back to with Michael too. So that. Uh, so the increase in the value of treasury um, is uh, that that's where the rebase mechanism comes in. That's essentially a, a distribution of uh, treasury profits um, to staked um, tokens and uh, to bonds that are yet to mature. So that that is actually that's an innovation that we've got that uh, a lot of other uh, protocols uh, haven't worked worked out yet is um, or don't include is the bonds counting as uh, as staked. So thereby participating in, in the rebase, participating in the profit distribution in the form of the uh, the, the token. Um, and just the first part of the question there, Michael, is there some lever that might drive up price? So uh, being crypto, there are uh, mechanisms in place where our treasury uh, benefits from, um, uh, from trading in the token. Uh, but as I mentioned then, uh, the to participate in the, the rebase, so the distribution of profits, the tokens need to be locked. So that means that there will be very, uh, very little um, supply for people to purchase um, because the, the most beneficial play is actually to stake those to, uh, to allow uh, for the, the, the rewards from the activities of the, uh, the treasury. So with very little supply and uh, and a lot of uh, demand, um, the uh, the expected uh, future value of the token, um, if I describe it like that, uh, were, should um, be overvalued. <laughs> I'm trying to be careful with how to say this, but basically um, there's going to be very little supply. So um, price in theory will go up if people are looking to buy it off the open market uh, instead of uh, instead of via uh, bond bonding, the bonding mechanism. So there is the uh, the crypto fund built in there for speculation if people, if that's what you were referring to in the question. I'll also say too, um, remember that uh, these are, uh, this is really providing uh, alternative use case for cannabis equities too. So if you're familiar with how equities work in CSX, um, like I said, you don't really have a whole lot of options for instrumentation on your positions. And if anybody uh, bought into cannabis companies in the last 10 years, um, they did it in Canada and there's you know about $40 billion worth of investors just sitting there that have no access 
the financial tools. These are, you know, a lot of these people are, uh, you know, billionaires from all over the world who saw an opportunity to get in and Canada was basically the gateway for it. And that's about it. It's the largest thing that hit the Canadian stock market in a long time. Uh, and it's basically one of the only things keeping it alive right now uh, as far as volume. And it's not even that much volume. It's a tiny amount of volume, right? So uh, I'm sure that if we create a secondary market for it, it's going to dramatically increase the price of these companies uh, on that side of the board because now they have options and it'll probably create a lot of momentum. But it's only going to be certain companies, right? Uh, just like anything else in the world right now, uh, we just saw the bond yields, I think, invert pretty hard. Was that today? That was this morning, right? Bonds just went nuts, right? So, uh, oh, sorry. Do you guys see no, that? No, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say, yeah, it's been, been a bit, been a bit of, a bit out of whack for a little bit. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's uh, really going to get back, funky back here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the beautiful part about this is, like I said, it's almost like a, a perfect alignment, and timing is really what it is. Uh, all of these things have kind of matched up at a perfect point in time with just the right connections. Uh, the tokenomics, uh, as we were saying, it's a. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, we'll probably have to come back in here and do it again. <laughs> We've gone yeah. through a lot of madmen. Sorry. Uh, we're put, if you go up, if you actually scroll up on the TNC AMA questions, there's a lot of stuff in there. And then I would love to uh, explain more. I can hang around a little bit. Actually, let me make sure um, real quick. And I'll, I'll make sure. So there is, um, so part of the reason of getting uh, PJ on early here is that um, unfortunately, this is a fairly small round, and uh, normally we get sort of this size round as part of a, a bigger, bigger raise. But the uh, the size that is uh, uh, the size of this round is is actually split across um, uh, a few communities. So I just wanted to get PJ in early. Um, uh, we are about to publish the documentation, which includes the full breakdown of tokenomics. Um, but uh, yeah, so I've sort of brought PJ in, PJ in probably a little earlier than we would normally. Um, but yeah, PJ can either hang around or uh, I can make sure that uh, that's um, uh, widely known or um, I'll, I'll make sure the document is, documentation is published in in uh, the CM Toplog server sort of uh, as soon as, or I'll let you know when it's published so you've got access to it. Um, you know, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'll hang out here for a little bit longer. It's okay. I mean, and, and I, I don't mind talking with you guys too, just to make sure, because it helps me as well, right? And I would hope that, you know, uh, I can gain just as much from this as you guys can too. Uh, but yeah, let's see, tokenomics. Um, yeah, so I just want to state that this isn't like a traditional ICO either. Uh, the money is going directly out. So two things I really want to touch on one more time. Uh, we should never really be holding on to a ton of liquid capital. Uh, it should always be at work, right? That's one of the first things. And um, the second one is uh, for everything that we're doing, we're trying to create uh, this as a levered position. So there are assets in the real world backing this stuff. All right. Uh, and all we need to do is we need to make sure that there's this few steps going between the borrower to the lender back to the borrower. Right. And that's it. So it's very straightforward. There's no like crazy uh, special significance in the way the instrumentation has to work. There's no, uh, you know, there's no like artificial bonding and price uh, discovery that has to happen uh, elsewhere. It's very straightforward. It is like straight debt markets, 
Um, and then I see iFOMO. Uh, I think Michael sixty four question in crypto terms was if we're making three x in two years on lock tokens, or the value of TNC can do shib run in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can go for it. I'll post the, the, the have a read through the uh, um, the pre-sale document. I'll I'm just posting an image. Uh, although my internet should okay. There you go. So I mean that gives you an idea of um, the exponential growth um, when uh, of the bonds if you were to hold it that whole time. Um, there's a there are some assumptions built in there. Um, so protocol growth uh, from the 10 mil uh, fully diluted value. Um, which is going to be, I think only 3% is, is actually going to be um, uh, liquid for uh, for the markets to start with. So obviously that puts uh, upward um, pressure on the price. But uh, by holding and by us uh, continuing to work in the background, get deals, additional funding coming into the treasury through bonding, um, the you guys yeah are in <laughs> very early and it works out to quite high multiple. Uh, that's a 24-month uh, time horizon on that little large chart. And there's a little bit more detail in there if you want to read through on the, the pre-sale document. But Michael, uh, explain how the 3X multiplier is working. So uh, essentially think of that as uh, a, a discount for, uh, so it's stated as a 3X multiplier, but you could also think of it as a discount for participating um, in an earlier round. So if that, you know, you're obviously familiar with the other pre-sales that we do. So the each round is, uh, is set at a certain price and then, um, uh, at TGE, that will be basically the, the public price. So think of the 3x multiplier as um, once the protocol goes live, the um, the the price of our token is initially set at uh, one cent. So you are uh, re receiving the tokens at TGE, although they are locked up for 0.33. Uh, point, uh, sorry, yeah, what is it? Point, yeah, point three three cents. Point three three, yeah. So that's that, that's where the uh, that's where the multiplier uh, comes in, um, and that's how the the so the 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 price is set by the marginal buyer. So um, by us um, setting the initial price at one cent, that's where the the three x initially comes from, and then obviously that goes up based on the uh, the success of the protocol, the uh, the growth of the treasury, the uh, the amount of uh, trading that goes on, uh, the liquidity that's available, the demand for that liquidity. And where is the value coming from? Is that in reference to that 3X? Have I, have I answered uh, that part? Um, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit. So there, there is an intrinsic value set on uh, the tokens. Um, and that's actually how the rebase system works. So um, basically, more tokens are minted and distributed into the, the staking contract. Um, uh, based on profit of the treasury, um, they're minted at that that one cent, regardless of the price of token in the open market. Um, that value, so that that redistribution, the value from that part, that's coming from uh, the the treasury, uh, the profit on the assets within the treasury. Hopefully, that covered it. Sorry, it is still very early for me. <laughs> I've just got it's keys knocking on the door as well. I've been, I've been practicing, so don't worry. Here, let me uh, <laughs> uh, give me one second here. I actually just got pinged real quick. Give me one second, guys. I'm a little bit over on time, but it's fine. I was just telling them to give me uh, more time, so I got more time. Uh, also, don't forget that um, 
uh, if you scroll up, uh, and I'll post the link one more time because I think it, it's really, really helpful to have the deck um, on hand. Uh, and maybe we can share it with you guys a little bit more here. I'm going to post this for you guys in the TNC AMA questions channel. It's a link to the deck that I use to go through all of this. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Go ahead, hop on there. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. If you, um, if you go down to slide 11, um, this is the current deal here. Uh, again, I just want to show you, like, with this $550,000, this is the types of deals that we're putting together, okay? It's 10% flat interest, right? And then, again, it's 10% uh, compounding on the back end as a pick, a principal interest kicker, compounding for the first two years, 12.5% for the next two years, and then 15% for the fifth year. Oh, it says, yeah, 15% <laughs> for the fifth year. So just alone on that deal, $500,000 is gonna net $721,000 in interest in principal payments, oh, sorry, in interest uh, in five years. And that's not compounding the payments that we get back. Those first two years, it's gonna be locked. We're gonna be recompounding those funds. And that's where that rebase comes in. So you, again, it's very passive. It automatically rebases, right? And that's the benefit of just leaving it in there. And we're doing the same thing. We think this is gonna be a big market, a much bigger market than anything that's out there right now. Um, and you have to, like I said, you have to start somewhere where you can own the, and own the market. This is the market we can definitely own. Anyways, yeah, 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 I hope that was, I hope that wasn't too pitchy, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you can see how profitable these deals are, though. So I, I hope you guys understand. Even with the three X multiple, the reason being is because it, these are still extremely profitable. So we'll be netting on the back end a very healthy amount to help catch that that up pretty quickly. That doesn't include new money coming in, right? Just think of this as a hundred million dollars. What you know, fifteen percent compounded looks like crazy yeah I, I what i want to highlight to people is i, I hope much like myself and i'm sure jimmy will give the same assessment on pg that pg is so business and, and crypto orientated as a vast knowledge in this and i hope everyone didn't see this as just a pitch but more of a chance to sort of learn about a different type of market and and, and DeFi protocol that's coming out and as mentioned this cannabis idea will progress into other areas within collateralized debt and again everyone that's engaged with this to ask questions thanks very much i hope pj's came across very well here because me personally i've got a very very high opinion of what he does in this community this guy sits in phone calls for like eight hours in his community and stuff like that it's absolutely crazy his dedication to this so again if anyone even in the private chats and vip or big dog want to ask me or, or jimmy questions about it go for it guys we're we're here to talk about it more definitely this is a type of market and, and cannabis in itself is something i've always seen the massive potential in so so for it now to be pulled into a more crypto friendly dynamic is something i'm certainly excited about i appreciate it guys i love hanging out with you guys i'd love to sit here and talk about this longer but yeah this is um Man, you guys are amazing. Uh, I already saw what you guys have contributed. I really, really appreciate the time. It's well worth it. I would love to come in here and spend more time. <laughs> Obviously, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, and I would love to see you guys um, come and join us too. 
Really appreciate it. And again, if there's anywhere you want us to go and speak, uh, just reach out to us and let us know. Um, or reach out to uh, Jimmy and CM too. Uh, you know, like I said, I love to talk about this stuff, and you guys have been uber helpful in this whole entire process. Yeah, so, uh, our pleasure, it. mate. And I'm surprised no one asked the, the question of is, is there any free samples? Uh, <laughs> funny. Do, do you want to? Oh, free samples of thought. Yeah, I get it. Ha. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Early morning. Head. I thought you were uh, leading into the, the referral thing. But yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's like. Oh, it's yeah. Go, go yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about that? Real quick? I, I, yeah, I can touch on it. Um, to, to be honest, uh, I'm not sure it's needed for this first round, but uh, um, there is. If you visit the uh, the server, uh, so the um, uh, Trading Cloud server. Uh, there is a, a referral code um, that is available, which um, will give uh, give you the opportunity to get uh, a ten percent at TGE, uh, so not at this initial round rate. Uh, so at one X, uh, also bonded for uh, for two years, uh, so ten percent of the value of um, what has been contributed um, by the people that you have referred. So again, it is a big, uh, a bigger lock. It was actually something designed um, because we have uh, a lot of people in the trees and clouds community that are maybe not able to contribute themselves, but um, they can generate uh, some sort of um, exposure uh, via sort of getting the word out. So feel free to jump in the server if you need any more uh, guidance. Just jump in there and ask the guys. Uh, it's a pretty simple process. Basically, once you uh, contribute. Uh, jump in. There's a channel that has a bot, uh, and you'll just um, uh, provide the transaction ID, your wallet, and it'll spit out a, uh, a unique um, uh, referral code that you can then give to, um, you know, the other people that you talk to about the project. And that way, um, we recognise um, the benefit that uh, or the value that you've provided, just as a, a gesture of goodwill. So yeah, uh, jump in uh, to that as well. It uh, could potentially be quite lucrative for, for, you, for anyone that's uh, interested. All right, guys, I but appreciate I, it. Thanks. Yeah, I would say thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, d definitely, mate. Thank you for coming, PJ. Um, pleasure as always. And again, guys, um, if you do want to jump in uh, to the server itself, uh, there's a daily uh, daily scrum uh, on weekdays. So feel free to listen in. If there's any other questions, uh, shoot them in this this server. Uh, or jump in and uh, have them answered in the Trees and Cloud server. But uh, we, we're here to help. So appreciate your time, PJ. Thanks for stopping by. Take care, everybody. Have a good day. See, See you, you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.